Hello, everybody, and welcome yet to another episode of the Nails Red Ortho podcast. My name is Dr. Cole. Myself and Dr. Fitz started this podcast to go over high yield orthopedic surgery topics. This is a little bit different. We're doing our OITE review series where we're kind of just going over some high yield OIT review topics. We typically did weekly interviews with different people and different surgeons over different topics for a deeper dive into things, which will be coming back shortly. But in the meantime, please enjoy our OITE review series. Right now we are releasing our series on trauma. Um, please let us know how you like this. If you like this format, if you don't like this format, if you say, hey, we hate this, we just want to listen to you guys interview and talk about you know some other cool orthopedic topics, let us know. We are, um, we are adaptive and fluid and can go with the flow. Uh, so without further ado, uh, we spoke a little bit on acetabulum last time. We're going to continue off and finish some more acetabulum today and then getting into some more lower extremity trauma in the future. All right, enjoy. You are now listening to Nailed It, the orthopedic surgery podcast featuring doctors Jay Fitz and Wendell Cole. Anyways, but moving on to the uh, uh, acetabular fractures for like an anterior ilioinguinal versus like a modified stopa. Um, and like I said, those are going to be the kind of anterior type fractures. So the very rare anterior wall fractures, the anterior column fractures, um, the anterior column posterior hemitransverse uh, type fractures, uh, both column and a few of the T types. And so you have for the ilioinguinal, you have your three windows, you have the medial or the stopa, the middle window, which is your kind of vascular uh, window and then the lateral window over that iliac wing. And uh, we tend to use more of the modified stopa approach rather than the traditional ilioinguinal here, uh, just because you can see a lot of that modified stopa anyways, uh, or a lot of the inguinal, ilioinguinal approach from that modified stopa, but uh, that's just kind of what we do here, but it's key to know that there's three different windows, the medial, the middle, and the lateral. So uh, injury to uh, the uh, obturator nerve during the anterior approaches can lead to what? Yeah, so that'll be, you know, this inner thigh numbness. If you think of what uh, region the obturator nerve supplies, that'll be the inner thigh. So you get some inner thigh numbness. And contrary to that, if you have lateral thigh numbness, That'll be your lateral femoral cutaneous nerve of the thigh. So inner thigh numbness, obturator nerve, lateral thigh numbness is going to be lateral femoral cutaneous nerve of the thigh. And just like what you're talking about, you're talking about, um, you know, the ilio, uh, ilioinguinal approach. And we also use mostly the, the modified stopper approach here. And I'll just kind of kind of walk through a little bit of what it is. This is kind of that extra peritoneal uh, intrapelvic approach that is done kind of through the rectus abdominis. And again, this is going to be a little bit less invasive than the ilioinguinal uh, approach. And, uh, and and what approach approach provides the best access to the quadrilateral surface? Uh, that is going to be the modified stopa. That quadrilateral surface is on the inner table of the pelvis. And you're going to see that best through the modified stopa. So that medial uh, stopa window or kind of that fan and steel incision and then the uh, lateral uh, over the iliac wing. Um, and then during a stopa approach, uh, 
what is the very concerning structure uh, that you encounter with a more lateral dissection within that um, medial window? Yeah, and you always hear about this, and I feel like this is a, a great quote-unquote pimp question for <laughs> for uh, med students and, uh, and junior residents, and this is going to be that corona mortis. And what that is, or what structures make up the corona mortis, is it's going to be an anastomosis of the internal and external iliac arteries. Uh, and more specifically, uh, you know, if we because we like being specific over here in orthopedic surgery, it's going to be an anastomosis between the inferior epigastric artery and the obturator artery and definitely know that and i'll repeat it again corona mortis is going to be our anastomosis between our inferior epigastric artery and obturator artery because i feel like i've seen that asked uh, uh multiple times uh when yeah, i've been doing sure. some questions so definitely know the corona mortis know that it's going to be at risk during that uh, modified stopper approach when you are when you're dissecting out laterally over the superior ramus and um so what, what are some of the, well, I guess when, you know, we talk about, you know, mostly using this modified stop approach and possibly, you know, the uh, posterior, uh, uh, posterior approach for the posterior wall fractures. When are these extensile approaches considered for acetabulum fractures? Uh, yeah, so you're going to rarely but may have to use uh, the uh, kind of extensile approaches for the old fractures. So the patients that are just very unstable for multiple weeks at a time, and there's just no chance that you're going to operate on them. So like over three weeks old, and then uh, the very highly complex fracture patterns, which I would say more commonly are used through dual approaches. So you stage them you do one part uh posteriorly and then you come back in a stage time and go anteriorly but um the complex fracture patterns and t-types that you're that you're going to use for uh the extensile approaches and um what is the uh, classic but rarely used approach that's associated with the greatest amount of uh, heterotopic ossification yeah, for our, for these uh, acetabulum fractures, that's going to be our extended iliofemoral approach is going to be associated with the highest occurrence of HO. And you know, some some uh, surgeons do uh, prophylaxis with endomethacin or radiation uh, within the first uh, forty eight hours of surgery. But uh, I know we we talked about HO a couple different times here. The first time uh, when we're talking about it being uh, the most common side effect for the the infix when we're talking about the pelvis fractures in that episode. And then uh, we also uh, mentioned decreasing HO by doing the uh, the, the glute minimus debridement um, plus the radiation, which your attending will be just elated that we've been referring to him uh, so many times exactly. in his study. Uh, so just remember those. And then again, in these acetabular work, you know, the, the highest occurrence of HO is associated with the extended iliofemoral approach. Now, I, we mentioned it earlier, uh, but let us go ahead and mention it again because this is an easy uh, question to get uh, right. But when you're um, when you're doing you know that posterior approach, what is the position of the lower extremity that reduces tension on the sciatic nerve? Yep. So that is going to be hip extension and knee flexion. Uh, again, placing a bump under the thigh and a Mayo stand under the foot uh, to help kind of create that hip extension and knee flexion that you want in these patients. So, uh, and then. If a DVT uh, or a PE is diagnosed pre-op in these patients, um, 
how do you want to treat them? Do you want to just uh, just give them a lot of anticoagulation prior to surgery, or uh, what do you what do you do? Yeah, so these patients may be candidates for an inferior vena cava filter placement. Um, you know, that was that that is um, you know that's that's probably a thing for these patients because you know having these patients that are being treated with 60 of Lovenox BID right before you're about to go and do an, uh, <laughs> go and fix your acetabulum uh, may, may uh, lead you towards uh, a road which you don't want to be lead, uh, led door towns, you know, that might not be a way you want to want to go. And um, one of the last questions that we have here, you know, talking about our acetabulum fractures is, and I know this is a it's, this question makes sense, but we must say it. Uh, does the quality of reduction directly correlate with outcomes in acetabular fractures? And yes, it 100% does. A lot of times, just because this is a uh, you're talking about a joint surface, and like we know, for all joints, you want to reduce it anatomically, so um, you need a good quality reduction. Uh, you want to operate on these patients early. Um, you want to make sure that there is no femoral head damage. If there is, you treat it accordingly. Um, minimize the, the comminution. And another key factor that you want to try to control is that marginal impaction of the acetabular dome and making sure that you are bone grafting behind it uh, to help uh, kind of create that congruent reduction. Boom. And we have gone through uh, pelvis and acetabulum. And uh, we hope you all enjoyed these these episodes on these uh, more complex topics. I know I feel like, you know, you need to look at x-rays. It's very x-ray and imaging um, heavy on on these sections, especially when you're looking. You know, a lot of times they'll show you like a lateral of the sacrum and, and they'll show you somebody with pelvic uh, or sacral dysmorphism and, and they'll try to be cluing you in towards, you know, you know, hitting a nerve root and uh, extension of your of your big toe or, or different things as far as uh, acetabular placement or what what view is the to oblique. So make sure you definitely look at those at those X rays and understand uh, what what is being shown on those. Exactly. Uh, again, thank you all for listening to this episode. We hope you all enjoyed it. We hope you all have left a review by now. I mean, there. And we know you all haven't left one. We got it. We got it. The numbers that are the listeners and reviews are a little, little off. Um, but nonetheless, we thank you all for listening to this episode. We hope you are getting some value out of this OIT review series. So uh, without further ado, we will uh, see you again next week. <laughs>